Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. It's Monday, and it's June. It's probably heating up wherever you are, I hope. And and if it's not, we've got some some contemporary romance to warm things up for you today. I have Fortune Whelan on, and I'm so excited because anyone who is a frequent listener knows that I'm I'm an author, and I write paranormal romances and thrillers, and I write um, I do writing sprints through Zoom with the word makers. And so every time I have a friend on, I get very excited because I know them. Um, so today, Fortune Whelan is with us. She is also in that word makers group where we write all the words. And if you have not read her hockey romances yet, oh my gosh, you are in for a treat. So I will read her bio here so you can get to know her and then I'll bring Fortune on. So Fortune's stories are charming, silly, and emotionally fraught with fast-paced plots that keep pages flying. And Publishers Weekly has called her a romance writer to watch. When she's not at her standing desk fending off feline invaders, you can find her on her yoga mat or shelving books at the local library. You can keep up with Fortune everywhere. Um, she's at Fortune Whelan, W-H-E-L-A-N. And also you can sign up for her newsletter at her website. I did put a link to her website right there on Blog Talk. So if you're listening live right now with us today or if you're listening later, you can click that link and head over to her website and sign up for her newsletter. Her website's beautiful, lots of pictures on there, so definitely go take a look. And without any further delay, are you there, Fortune? I'm here. Yay! It's so great to have you on today. Is it warming up up there in Canada? Um, no, it's actually been a really cold uh, spring. Like, there's still snow in the mountains. Uh, it's starting to melt, though. Really? Um, and the love decreased. But, yeah, still a little bit chilly. I, we had a guest wow. um, here this weekend from Tucson, and he was wearing shorts, and I really felt bad for him because we were eating outside. And he was uh, just covered <laughs> in <laughs> He's not Canadian. Poor guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, well, you have uh, one book out and another book up for pre-order, and um, they're both in the same series, The Dorseys of Conception Bay. How many books are going to be in the series? Do you know? Um, yeah, there's three books in the series. So Stuck With You came out last April. Um, one Night With You I just got paperbacks for, and it's up for pre-order. That one comes out next month in July. And then I just uh, got word from my publisher that my holiday book, which will come out October, is up for pre-order now as well. So it's very exciting. Three books this year. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. So Thank you. can people read um, the one that's up for pre-order? Can they read that on its own or should they start with Stuck With You? Stuck With You is out now. So. Yes, it is. Um, nope. They're all standalone books, but a regular 70k um but if you do like the series tie off it's about three brothers um so the first brother is clark he's in stuck with you uh that one takes place in seattle uh the second book kind of shifts to their hometown um in the kind of uh, it's um a town in the pacific northwest and then the last book is also in town so it's gone from big, big city to small town Okay. And I was wondering, too, is Conception Bay a real city, or did you make it up? Um, 
it is the name is a real city, so it's in Newfoundland, Conception Bay, Newfoundland. Um, and then the place that I called it in the Pacific Northwest, it's loosely based on Bainbridge Island in um, in Washington. Oh, okay, very cool. Mm-hmm. And it, can you tell us um, kind of what we're you know what what it's about? Why they should go out and grab a copy today? <laughs> um. Well, so Stuck With You is, um, if you ever had a kind of like a celebrity crush that you've um, kind of followed as a teenager and you had posters up on your wall and you pretended like you guys were in love or maybe they uh, were pretty close proximity to you, like, for example, um, in Canada, it's always hockey players. Um, They either live in your town and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of stories. So if you, oh no, are you there? I am. Oh, well, sorry. Hello. Um, can you hear me? <laughs> um, yeah. So there's like a, in, I don't know about in the States, but in Canada, there's lots of small towns where um, a lot of hockey players end up playing junior hockey. Um, and you'll have um, women go out and like go to the same schools and just like for the specific purpose of meeting a hockey player. Um, and so I don't know how. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so if you know where those are, that's kind of like that can happen. Like it's, it happens more often than not is probably what I should say. And then, um, so in this book, Lena kind of grows up where Clark plays hockey and he, and she's a bit of a loner. Um, so she does like kind of, he's her celebrity crush and she almost gets her happily ever after with another athlete but he turns out to be a jerk um, after she moves for him, which happens sometimes. And she won't, um, she won't take his money. She won't like, she won't keep the engagement ring. She won't do any of these things. So she's kind of on her own, but she doesn't want to go back to where she's from. So um, she makes a deal with this guy who's not Clark. It's Clark's brother. Who's um, an anti-hero in the book. And if you, only read the book for Danny. Um, you'll be very happy. Everybody loves Danny. I didn't mean for that to happen, but um, <laughs> he is, a bit, yeah, he's like, everyone loves him. Like the third, sorry, I'm just going to, about this tangent, but he's the third book, the one that's just gone up for pre-order. And it was really, you know, it's always oh. the second book, which people are, uh, which authors kind of are nervous about. Um, but for me, it's the third book because if I don't, if I don't do Danny right, people are like, people are going to be mad. <laughs> but um, so Danny ends up uh, kind of, what's it called, subletting his half of the, the apartment that he shares with his brother to Lena, because um, she's low on money. And the reason Danny does it is because his brother is very, um, he's, he takes, he takes care of him and, but he's like, he's the little brother. So Danny doesn't like being taken care of. Um, and now that Clark has retired, he's like, oh my God, this guy's going to be in my life all the time. Like, I can't take this. Um, so he <laughs> kind of like, it's a long-term plan for him. He's like, oh, first I'm going to like put this woman in here and then they can get married and they can leave me alone kind of thing, which is, um, it's funny. I think it's funny. I, I, I read it a couple times since I wrote it. It's really funny. You know, when you write a book and then you haven't read it in a long time and then you reread it. Um, right. And you're like, you're pleasantly surprised. And you're like, oh. Maybe I am funny. I wrote this. What? <laughs> yeah. I always have that. But I need some time away from it. Other, like I can't, you know, when you're so, so into it and then you're just like, 
um, you can't like separate yourself from it for a long time. And then right. when you go back and read it, it's, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to like have some separation from the story, from the characters and to see them like stand on their own. Right. I like that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel when, when the audiobooks come out and I have to listen to them to be sure all the chapters are there and all that. And I, I hear it and I'm like, wow, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I wrote that? Um, <laughs> because for me, my audiobooks tend to come out after the book. So it's been, you know, a year since I read that book. And, and it is fun to go back. It's like seeing old friends. Yes, exactly. So I wanted to ask you, why hockey? I know you're from Canada. Are you a gigantic hockey fan? Why Why did you make these three brothers hockey players? Um, it's mostly access. So um, for, like, when you're a kid growing up in Canada, everyone you know, like, everyone you date plays hockey. Like, I imagine in the States would be football or basketball or in, like, Europe would be a soccer player. So really it was access. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew, like, you get to know it's just like when you write kind of like diverse and you there's some like nuances like I wouldn't let like my husband's a hockey player and his he would his house when we started living together his hockey gear wasn't allowed inside like there's just kind of like those little nuances um of, right. you never hear about you only hear about the hot and sexy stuff um but right but those are things. Um, and also what's it called I am a big hockey fan so I grew up in Calgary I was um, in second or third grade, maybe when the Calgary Flames won um, the Stanley Cup, and the, like Calgary is such a big hockey city. And then I was 24, 25 during the Stanley Cup run in 0405, which um, everything just went crazy. I don't know if it, like it was all over the news. Um, like the whole avenue is full of people. People were traveling from all around the world just to come and see it. Um, wow. I remember a couple guys came from Australia to come wow yeah and they had no idea they didn't know anything about hockey they just saw it on the news and were like let's go there that looks fun um so that's really good and then there was just like recently uh the flames made the playoffs again this year um and that kind of threw me for a loop uh but now that they're out i've slept a lot i've gotten i've caught up on sleep but yeah so big hockey fan So I wanted to ask if the guys in your series are on a real hockey team or did you make up a fictional hockey hockey team? These were, um, so Clark is retired. I don't name the team. I do name the city. Um, and it is fictional. I had, yeah. So I should have just named the other player. Do the other brothers play hockey too? No, one is a developer. Um, and Danny's been, he was in a car accident, um, right when he first started playing hockey. So, and that happens way like 10 years before, um, everything in the stories happen. Oh, okay. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. It's kind of of a funny, um, thing because, so Lena plays softball and there is actually a softball scene in the book. Um, and I was talking to somebody about, you know, how it is to write sports romance in a way that's like not a play-by-play but still interesting um so I found that really yeah interesting like a lot of the scenes um the sports scenes from the original my original original manuscript got cut and I think there's only two left but yeah 
Oh, very cool. Well, mm-hmm. so I wanted to ask you, too, if you had any um, big surprises, like what what was your biggest surprise writing these? I know you're you're a pantser like me, so there's often surprises, but was there one twist where you were like, oh, my gosh, what? Um, <laughs> there's always um, – I didn't expect, like, Danny to be so beloved. Um, I was just writing him – I was just writing him as just like who he was. Um, And then in the second book, um, there's also a secondary character. His name is Cameron, who's also like, he got a shout out in my Publishers Weekly review by the reviewer, um, which I was, and so I found that, yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe if I could translate that into the main characters, I'd be, you know, the best-selling author. (laughs) (laughs) Dang those side characters taking over. (laughs) what was your writing journey like because our listeners are mostly readers and they're always really interested in your road to getting published um and you've had lots of different you know career paths and things like that how what did your writing journey look like um so just in general i've always been a writer like i was a kid that you know read I read a lot as a child. Um, When I went to my little elementary school had these um, books like everyone would contribute to and publish. I'd publish them and put them in the library. So that was kind of my first experience with like uh, quote unquote publishing. Um, And then I wrote my first um, murder mystery. I was a big fan of um, Murder, She Wrote. So I wrote that when I was 10. And then um, just like generally like just writing off and on um, for myself, you know, journaling, all that fun stuff um, until I wrote, I wrote an entire uh, course, yoga course, 200 hour teacher training, um, all technical, very technical manual, but um, it just kind of got me into like, oh, you know, like this is what I should be doing. Um, And so we moved uh, we sold our house in just outside the big city, and we moved out to a mountain town um, called Canmore. And where I live, uh, I think we have about 15,000 people who live here. And there are, as our indie bookstore says, we have at least 112 published authors that live here. Um, wow. Pretty, yeah, that was before they took my – and that's just um, authors. Like, we have lots – we have there's filmmakers here and um, artists like sculptors our mayor for a long time was a, a, a potter like a made pots ceramics mm-hmm. um wow so it's a very yeah um it's a neat little town um and this is where I found the inspiration right and I thought that I wanted to you know um so just 30 miles down the road there's a college called the BAMP Center for Arts and Creativity um and I thought I was going to have to like take workshops or um, kind of apply for a residency, um, something like that. And I ended up getting a residency in France, like earning a residency in France just prior to COVID. Um, I didn't end up going. um, I didn't end up going because of COVID because it was November 2020 is when I was supposed to be there. Um, But um, what happened was I, you know, just started writing a lot um, because I had access to authors. I have a really good friend who lives in town and she's um, she's published for the big five and she didn't know me, but we had a, one of her, her best friend actually works with me at the library. Um, so I asked 
uh, I didn't ask her for an introduction, but, you know, she said, you know, you should call her, you should call her. And since so one day I finally did. Um, and I, in probably two hours over coffee, the first time I met her, I learned more about publishing than I had, like on my own, trying to do research. Um, so it's a lot less romantic and a lot more strategic in terms of how I got into right. publishing. Yeah. Um, so, and that in was romance. So um, I, yeah, so I learned how to do that. Um, and her biggest thing was, you know, to, uh, you know, join the organizations, learn um, from people. And that's what I did. So I went to, um, this was again, pre RWA big stuff. So I went to the Calgary Right. Um, RWA meeting before kind of, you know, it's really funny. I actually went to the meeting where they imploded. Um, where, like I went to the, oh, it was my no. very first RWA meeting. Oh, um, in no. Calgary. <laughs> yeah. And that was just really fun. And that's where they decided that they were going to disband and create a new, um, like a new organization. <laughs> and, uh, but out of that meeting, I like, I met some really great people out of that meeting. Um, so I met my very first beta reader. Um, I met a friend of mine who's, uh, she's um, just sold a series um, a couple months ago. So that it didn't, it's not that it didn't pan out. It was just like, um, but my beta reader that I got out of that meeting, she's the one who beta read stuff with you um, while I was writing it. Um, so there's that. And then um, I had joined another organization online who, which came out of the RWA kind of implosion, and that was the um, inclusive, what's it called? Oh, IRP, Inclusive Writers. Oh, what is it? Inclusive Writers of Romance. No, IRP. The Inclusive Romance Project. I never remember what the middle one is. There you go, Romance Project. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so same thing. They had um, That organization was created by Karma out of um, what happened with um, RWA as well. And it was through that organization that I learned how to pitch. Um, and so my first contract was um, I got because I pitched. Um, so I didn't have um, a manuscript yet. I just had a really good um, pitch. So that's, and I, I didn't even get um, a contract from the publisher I pitched to. It was somebody else who had read the pitch. So there's a little bit of um, publishing fairy going on. Uh, which I feel very kind of grateful and fortunate about um, in terms of like the people I've met along the way and all the help I've had. Um, so that was that. And then, so I pitched on Twitter and I wrote the manuscript. So I pitched it. Somebody said, send it to me. And I went, okay, I guess I have to write it now. Um, so I wrote it and I sent it <laughs> in. Um, and that's, uh, that's how I got my, so it was pitched as a single title and um, it became a series. So that's that. And oh, those I love that. Yeah. So that was July 2020, July 2020, so almost two years ago today. Wow. <laughs> and to, to then, yeah, and to then have three books come out in one year, uh, that's mm -hmm. really, you know, meteorically fast for publishing to, <laughs> to, for yeah. that to happen. Yeah, so been, you've been busy. <laughs> I have been busy. Um because I did uh, at the beginning of this year, kind of, um, I kind of went into a downturn. Like I, not, I think I was just tired, like in general of like everything. Um, so I did spend right. some time kind of, um, what's it called? Just chilling out a bit and then, refilling uh, your creative well. <laughs> yeah. And I was telling Tasha, like just in our, um, in the chat there on word makers, I was like, I feel like I'm sandbagging because I still like did a whole bunch of stuff but it just like, I just didn't fill my calendar. 
right. which is okay. Right. And sometimes sometimes you need that. You need to fill the well so that you can be inspired to write the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've got, um, I've started, I started writing the next thing, but very slowly. I'm trying to be a little bit, like it, like we're pantsers, I'm trying to be a little bit more, um, I don't know what the word is. Why do authors know no words? Um, more precise <laughs> about it, like just trying to be more intentional about it. Um, but I also don't want to be like arrested in it. Like sometimes you just, well, for me, I have to write it. It has to exist before I can fix it. Because if it doesn't exist right. yet, my brain can go everywhere. Yeah. Right. You know right. And is it top secret or can we know sort of what's coming next for you after the um, Dorothy's? Um, not top secret. So I actually have two projects on the go. One is um, a romantic suspense book that is it's fully written and I've gotten uh, feedback on it. It's just been sitting on my desk needing an edit. Um, so that's the one thing. I have a meeting oh. with my publisher, yeah, for another series, um, and I have a few ideas about that one. Um, I'd like to keep it kind of like in the, I'd like to keep some Filipino heroines in it, um, just because my uh, proofreader at Tui, she's um, she's a half Filipino as well, and she really enjoyed um, One Night With You with the Filipino heroine, um, so I think I might, so I'm going to, I'm definitely like, would like to stay in that lane a little bit. Um, yeah, so I don't know. And then I have the project that I started writing. It does have a Filipino heroine in it. Uh, it does have the same kind of um, relatable family dynamics. Um, but I can't tell you what the trope is because it's not a secret. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. We can keep like little secrets. Secret. That's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to tell you, but the thing is it'll probably change by the time. <laughs> It comes out. Right. Right. Yeah. By the time it's out in the world. <laughs> yeah. So when you're refilling the well, do you have certain authors that you read that you're like, oh, my gosh, and you're so inspired to get back to the keyboard? We, Our listeners love to add to their to-be-read list. So who are we missing? Um, so I like I'm – I'm a really, like, an extreme mood reader, so um, – once, when I find something I like, I, I'll read everything that they write. Um, so the last <laughs> person I did that with was um, Fonda Lee. She wrote this really incredible um, series, fantasy series called the Jane Bone, Jade Bone Saga. Um, and that's a three book series. And I think she just uh, put out a, a, a prequel to the book, um, which oh. is up for pre-order, but now I have to get it. Um, but like, I think all the books were a thousand pages each and I blew through them in, um, wow. Well, that was the thing that was like at the beginning of the year when I was like really tired and burned out and that's, I like immersed myself in this world and I loved it. It was so great. Um, I'm starting to read a lot more YA, which I'm not used to reading. I don't read a lot of it, but I read one that was really good recently called, um, last night at the telegraph club by Melinda Lowe. It's quite good. And then um, I've been, I really like Olivia Dade. Her books are pretty, I find them charming and funny. Um, And I love like the, like I just love the himbos. Um, It's a nice (laughs) change. It's a nice like alternative to like the the alpha male. Just, Mm -hmm. it's funny because they're like still, 
not as self-aware, but it's just like cuter and funnier without, I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah. Without being bossy. Yeah. It's okay not to be bossy all the time. Right. Um, Right. I agree. And I don't know what else I've been reading. Um, I just picked up Sylvia Moreno's um, newest book. She wrote Mexican Gothic. Um, and I just oh, I it. didn't know she had a new one. Yeah, it's called something something called Velvet. It's a, it takes place in the 70s in Mexico City. So it's a whole, um, and it's like drug runners, and it's very interesting so far. Like it's a totally different vibe than Mexican Gothic, um, but I'm very interested in it. So I'm just the first. Oh, well, that pages. sounds good. Yeah, I'm very. I don't know. I feel. It always takes me a while to get into a book. Like it might. Like it's very rare for me to like sit down and like um, consume an entire book. It usually takes like a week to get through like the first twenty pages. I don't know what it is. But once. <laughs> and I read. I read a lot of nonfiction. So. Right. Well. Yeah. And you probably uh, fill up a little bit, too, on hockey stuff, right? <laughs> well, only when the playoffs. Are you reading like up that. on who's going where? And <laughs> I don't have to read up on that. I get, um, I get uh, what's it called? I get updates. I'm in a <laughs> you get alerts. My husband. Yeah. So <laughs> I get all the updates. I get baseball updates there, too. Um, my inf- Oh, I don't know if you've seen this. Do you follow Tom Brady on um on uh, Instagram, he has a new uh, no. underwear ad. Yeah, he has a new underwear ad, <laughs> which you might find interesting. You know, for research purposes. Just for research, book re- book yeah. research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cover art. Well, well, I know that you also have a podcast, and I think it's a hockey podcast because it's called Chippy Chicks. But do you want to tell everybody about that and what what your your podcast is about and when they can listen and all that? Yeah, so it's um it's a YouTube show uh, called Chippy Chicks, and if we get to a hundred subscribers, we'll be able to get a um a what's called like a a URL on it. So right now it's just a regular URL, and if you go to my website, um, there's a link to it, or you can just search Chippy Chicks on a. Google. We're usually the first ones that come up. So that one's a YouTube show that I do with um, four other authors um, who write hockey romances. So there's Kelly Jamison, Mel Ting, Stacey Adjourn, and Danica Flynn. And we talk about um, hockey. So we usually talk about what's going on in hockey, like the big, um, big things that are going on. So last month we were discussing um, the playoffs and then we kind of talk, we talk about hockey books. Um, we talk about our favorite, um, so the hockey players, whenever they show up at a game, they're always dressed up in suits. So we have like the best dress section every week. Um, and then we also do a kind of a round table, the craziest things that have happened. Um, so some of the episodes that we talked about, so last week we did playoffs. Um, we talked about women's hockey um, after the Olympics. We talked about, um, what's it called? Um, just kind of like toxic masculinity and um, hockey, things like that. So it's not always heavy. It might start out heavy, but it's something pretty light. And I love it. So um, we're usually the third Sunday of the month. Um, It'll get moved if there's a holiday. Yeah. But I think the next one we've got is on um, June 26th, which is actually the fourth Sunday because the 19th is Father's Day. 
And people can find people can find Chippy Chicks um, just searching on YouTube. But do you have links for it on your website and social media? Yeah, you can. Um, if you go to my social media, uh, the links are in the bio for YouTube. Um, it's just called Chippy Chicks, and also on my um, what's it called on my website. Okay, perfect. And we're running out of time, but I have to ask, favorite hockey movie? Hockey movie? Oh, my God. Um, the Cutting Edge, does that count? I don't know if that counts. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my all-time favorites because my daughter is a figure skater, and so we lived at the ice rink. So she and I, we both, we both love Cutting Edge, and she just got engaged to a guy who used to be a hockey player, and I told her, I expect a topic reenactment. It has not happened. Yeah, yet. I'd like her dance. Oh, <laughs> could they have their first dance like on the ice? That'd be amazing. Right, um, right. Yeah. I keep telling her, so I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> we ha- we're actually uh, kicking out r- around some funny ideas about um, like uh, pe- other people aside from hockey players who could get together in hockey books, like um, the anthem singers and like <laughs> the organ players. But we'll see. Very cool. Well, before we go, can you tell readers if they get really excited about reading Stuck With You or they pre-order One Night With You, how how do you like to communicate with readers? I know you're on social media, but do you like Twitter, Instagram? How can they contact you? Um, Instagram's the best place, so at Fortune Whalen, just my name. Um, and then you can also email me at um, just fortune at fortunewhalen.com. And if you do subscribe to my newsletter, if you write me, I usually write back. So. So we're still at. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, everybody, go out and grab Stuck With You. You can get now, and you can pre-order One Night With You. It'll be out next month. And thanks so much for being here, Fortune. It was so fun to talk to you. Thanks for having me, and I'll see you. Yes, see you. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.